This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money and a special Motley Fool Money bonus episode because we are the podcast that likes millionaires. In fact, we'd like to be millionaires, we'd like to make millionaires, and you have a very specific chance to join those ranks. As you know, we're part of the Triple M family here at Triple M's Motley Fool Money, and the network is doing a pretty cool competition. In fact, they are giving listeners the chance to win a million bucks. That'd be all right, Doc. That sounds fantastic. As you heard, it's a, it's a I'm great opportunity. <laughs> I'm Scott Phillips, and with me is Anirban Mahanti for this special bonus episode. Uh, we, we're kind of, as I said, we're part of the family of the Triple M. We're doing the competition. We thought, hey, what better opportunity to talk about, fantasize about, think about the chance to win a million bucks, but also talk a little bit about the financial implications, opportunities, all that kind of good stuff. Now, the, the, the bosses upstairs at Triple M, I, I love them dearly, and, and hopefully they're not listening when I tell you they're not exactly numbers, guys. They're, they're great on the programming. They're great on the music. I'm a huge fan of the network, but it's not kind of their thing. So they've asked us to just give you a few tips on what to do if you are lucky enough to win the million bucks, and if you're are interested, I'm sure you are, make sure you do enter the competition as you have the opportunity. And of course, if you aren't a Triple M listener yet, this is a very, very good chance. Big fan of the music, big fan of the podcast, big fan of the network, get involved, get involved in Triple M. Um, and plus it gets me a chance to do Triple M, which I really, really like. Triple M. I shouldn't, I really shouldn't, but it's just <clears throat> part of my childhood, Doc. I grew up I grew up listening to Triple M, Club Veg at night, um, uh, Ugly Phil, uh, Uncle, Uncle Doug Mulray, of course, um, a wonderful, wonderful network, and we're very excited to be part of the family. Now, hopefully our listeners have just programmed their radios, their computers, their streaming services for the Triple M network in your particular capital city, in your, in your market. But let's get into the realities of a million dollars, a seven-figure future, Doc. Now, you can work hard. You can do a lot of good stuff to try and Mm. earn a million bucks. Or you can get really lucky and end up with a million dollars. And we know that plenty of people who've taken the second route, have won the lotto, have won a competition, have all of a sudden found themselves with an inheritance, a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Most of them lose that money pretty bloody quickly. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a, a horrible stat. There's even, I mean... It's even football players, professional football players in the US who've gone from tens of millions of dollars a year in contracts to then being effectively, well, literally broke, bankrupt, because mm-hmm. they just have, have done a terrible, terrible job of managing their money. So let's, let's, let's fantasize for a sec, mate. Let's say the good people in Triple M, as well as giving one of our listeners a million bucks, also decide in their, in their wisdom to give us a million bucks each. What are the things we shouldn't do? Where are the mistakes that people make when it comes to blowing a windfall like a million bucks you could win from Triple M. Mm. Yep. So you want me to answer that? I would uh, like you to answer but, that. But, you know, I, I, my, my understanding is that, you know, we are not participating in this one. We, can't, we are not eligible to participate. Oh, so I, don't, I haven't been told so that no, yet. I'm, so not, I'm, not giving that, I'm not giving that up yet. So I may call in. So I can't even get in. Oh, well, well I haven't, we haven't been told officially we can't. So okay. I, I, let's assume that, you know, right. we can. Okay, so I have a chance. But, well, uh, okay. So there's always, there was always a chance. There was okay. always a chance. I'll find us. I do think that we'd probably make us give it back if we won. But that's a different That's a different story. But let's assume for a second that we can we can enter and that you win the million bucks. What shouldn't you do? What are the what are the big mistakes that people make with money that takes a windfall like this and kind of leaves them wishing they'd done things differently? So, so, so one of the things that happens to people who you know get rich quickly or suddenly is that they you know th- then they have a lot of friends who come and advise them. A lot of people <laughs> come and advise them what to do. Um, uh, but one of the things that happens to people is that you know they get advised about you know investing in that business or mm-hmm. this business or this you know uh, entrepreneurship or you know this enterprise that is going to turn that money a million bucks into ten million or even hundred million, right? And the promise of hundred million sounds almost better than one million, right? Then people forget that one million is a lot of money. So is greed. 
greed the first problem? The greed, greed is definitely the first problem. And, and, and you should not get into anything that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got that windfall, don't do that. Don't that's do, kind of bizarre, yeah. right? That's bizarre. You, you get a million bucks and they go, I think I'm going to try and make more. Yeah, well, well you, know, you, you said NFL players, right? You know, somebody goes and buy a horse table. I mean, what do you know about yeah. horse? You know, you play fast you play cars. Games, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, fast cars. Okay, I can, I can understand fast <laughs> cars. But, but, but I, would you, you buy know, a Tesla with a million bucks? Oh, of course. But, but, but that's not you know that's not only cost like a ten percent of that money, right, or less maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, so, so I mean, I mean, number one, don't get into enterprises or don't get into adventures that you have no idea about. Right. Don't lever up or leverage up. Right. A lot of people would you know, hey, I've got a million bucks now I can take a loan of 10 million dollars and do something else with it oh, I can change God, this me. 10 plus 1 into like 100 oh. right and that doesn't work that way alright so don't assume you have expertise don't don't get in too deep don't borrow even more which <laughs> yeah. you know what the, you know what the most bizarre thing is these are real problems that people actually have it, it feels silly to talk about them because it's like who the hell does that yeah the reality is those people a who lot win, of people <laughs> too <laughs> exactly <laughs> Man. Uh, All right. So don't yeah. don't don't assume you got expertise. Don't leverage up. What else shouldn't people do if they if and when? I'm sure it'll be our listeners who win because you know mm. we've got many listeners and they'll now start listening to Triple mm. M and hopefully win that money and tell us all about it. Well, don't give your money to your uncle, your <laughs> friend, your maybe even your children who who promise that they're going to turn it into something yeah, without right, actually okay. knowing what they're going to do. So all uh, the experts come out of the woodwork who are happy exactly. to give you advice. Exactly. You know, everybody becomes an expert at that point don't because they? you know you've got a million bucks, right? <laughs> so I, I think yeah, I, I think being prudent about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funds you've got is, I think, the number one thing. What about telling people? Do you, would, would you would you would you counsel our listeners not to mention to anybody? How would you go about sharing or not sharing that news? Oh well, personally, I would not tell anyone. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would. People would not even see a dramatic change in my lifestyle. Um, oh come on! Uh, the Tesla would give it away, dude. Well, but you know, you could buy a Tesla on a loan, right? I mean, whether I paid cash for it or whether I took it out on my credit card, nobody knows, right? Uh, I, I mean, the most of man, two hundred thousand dollars credit limit on your credit card—that's impressive. I'm just giving an example, right? I mean, I am pretty sure every person who drives a Mercedes or a BMW, uh-huh. you know, not everyone is a millionaire, right? So I'm pretty sure about that, and I'm uh-huh. pretty sure that you know, you, you know, you and I can walk up to the dealership and buy one, mm-hmm. and I'm sure credit will show up from somewhere. So I, I think those those things don't tell. Um, that's fair. I, I that's would, fair. I would also not, you know, for example, go and uh, buy a fancy house mm-hmm. or a fancy property mm-hmm. or a fancy, um, you know, race course or a fancy farm, right? I, I would there's not. A, there's a key theme going through. Don't be fancy. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. My thing is, yeah, don't be fancy. You know, don't, don't dramatically change what you're doing right. today right. because that's almost always uh, the recipe for trouble. It's funny, you know, there's a, there's a great quote. I think it might be from one of our ex, uh, ex-fools in the US, Morgan Housel, who's still a friend of the fool. He says, most people don't want to be millionaires. Most people want to spend a million dollars. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? You can mm. spend the money that's gone. Mm. So people want to spend a million bucks. That's mm. different from actually being a millionaire, which by definition means you have to keep it. Otherwise, yeah. you're no longer a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So don't leverage up. Don't be fancy. Don't listen to Uncle Bob. Don't listen to Uncle Bob. <laughs> what else, is, that, is, that, is, that the, is that the key? Key advice from you for yeah, things not and, uh, to do. Yeah, and I think don't yeah don't get involved in businesses that you have no idea about. There don't you go. don't don't do stuff that you have no <laughs> idea about. You know, I, you know, first thing actually after you become a millionaire, first thing you should do is study where you're going to invest it. Spend maybe like a year trying to study. Oh, hang on, you, you're going to my next question now, dude. Okay, you're stealing, okay. you're stealing my thunder. Oh, you're stealing my thunder. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Right. I I will agree with all of those things you said, man. I think I think the problem with people is effectively moving too. Don't move too fast is the first thing I'd say, and I think that kind of goes to your answer. Um, I think. In terms of, you know, don't step outside your circle of competence, which again talks about your your idea of not be too fancy. Um, keep it keep it simple, right? Don't don't get mm-hmm. don't get carried away. I think sometimes it's easy to think about as it's spending a million dollars rather than having a million dollars as different things. If you want to be a millionaire, 
you have to stay a millionaire. So, so spending money, particularly assets that don't, don't, don't produce anything, as you talked about, cars, racehorses, farms, <laughs> uh, Teslas. Um, you Tesla. are, <laughs> it's really important not to, not to get carried away. Mm. The last thing you want to be is the person who used to be a millionaire. Much, much more fun to still be the millionaire. a millionaire. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Let's get into what you should do. So we've gone through the don'ts. Mm-hmm. This bit's much more fun, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is the mm. this is the how to keep a million bucks. How to how to how to maybe we're going to growing it a little bit. So let's mm. just let's talk about the things you should do. So I I I don't call you. Someone else calls you because I don't have the authority to give away a million dollars. Although if Triple M wants to hire me as their uh, barrel girl, I'm sure we could come to an arrangement. Um, let's assume you get the phone call mm-hmm. and uh, a phone rings. You say hello, this is Doc, and and you hear Doc, congratulations, you've done a million dollars. And the money drops in your bank account. Ooh. Seven figures. You look at look up internet bank. And it's like, man, the screen's not big enough. I've got to get my big twenty-seven inch screen. Look at all those zeros. Mm-hmm. Then, what do you do? Mm. So uh, you know, okay. So number one thing I would do is if if someone's got um, high interest debt, mm-hmm. I would pay that off. And what describe or define high interest for? So so like credit card debt, for example, okay. right? If you've got credit card debt, even maybe a car loan that you're paying like nine percent, ten percent, I would pay that. Okay. Right now, assuming that you don't have a million dollars on loan like that, um, you, 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 I would assume that you'd still have a substantial. Even, even a Tesla debt, you could pay it for the million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And even if you have Tesla, and uh, you know, you'd be able to pay that off. Right, right. So I'd pay off. And any, tell me why, mate. Why? Why is it important to pay off that debt? Well, first, I mean, first, why pay the interest on a high interest loan, right? I mean, it, it does, just doesn't make sense, right? Yep. When you've got the money sitting in a bank and, the, you know, as, as, as number one point, right? I mean, you really have to earn that kind of interest to actually make it worthwhile for you to actually have that loan, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'd say it reduces risk, reduces leverage. It makes you, I think, you know, sleeping better at night is very important. Right. It makes you comfortable. You already, you already feel good about the fact that you don't have these loans, right? <laughs> um, which, well, it's kind of nice to know people can't take stuff away from you, right? If you have a loan over something, the bank can always come and take something or, or drag you through some financial trouble. If you don't owe anything to anybody... Yeah, that's kind of the definition of freedom, right? Exactly. You know, and and I would say that you know I would put the home aside. I'd, I'd say that you know, and okay. maybe uh, you know everyone. So you wouldn't pay off the mortgage. I wouldn't. I mean, the mortgage you're paying like what you know. You know, if if you're really looking hard, you might be even paying like three and a half to maybe four percent. Right? If our listeners are paying more than this is a horrible, horrible tangent. Yeah. If our listeners are paying more than four percent, firstly give yourself an uppercut. Secondly, yeah, call your bank and get it renegotiated. Exactly. So I mean, between three and a half and four, you can get yep. a, get a home loan. So that I think is what I want. You know, I would personally go and maybe pay down some just to again you know okay. I, I like feeling good about that and that it gives me it gives me the feeling and, and you can you know with most of our things we have got an offset account and you can redraw the amount mm-hmm. and things like that but um, tell me why you wouldn't pay the whole like, you're talking about paying off high interest debt and feeling free and I get that yeah and then you're not necessarily paying the whole mortgage off. Why not? Yeah, but because I think, you know, being the share market guy and I'm, <laughs> I'm you know I'm doing a horrible self promotion, I think you can invest in the in the market and you can invest in relatively um, you know over, over the long term, in, mm-hmm. a, in sort of in a uh, less risky way, mm-hmm. and still deliver yourself, you know, 10, 11%, and maybe 9 to 11%, somewhere in that range, returns. So you're and getting an instant 4% return if you pay off the mortgage, but yeah. you might be able to invest that same dollar, or $10, or $100, or $1,000 in something that returns 9 or 10% instead. Yeah. And so mathematically, you're better off doing that and actually getting the surplus returns exactly. than paying down the debt. Exactly. So, you know, I'd pay down some. I mean, you know, if I'd only paid 10%, I'd pay down some. Okay. Uh, after I paid down some, I would, you know, look to invest it in the market and that, that would be my way of going about it, right? And I would maybe even split the funds and, you know, uh, pick 
some uh, low risk uh, things and maybe some higher risk things and you know we'll get into that in a second don't steal my thunder again mm, okay okay man okay, okay. I, I just want to be useful just <laughs> <laughs> More than I'm doing, mate. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking the questions around yeah. here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw my couple of bob in. I think the very first thing I would do if I won the million dollars is nothing. <laughs> quite, quite literally nothing, right? So what the most, I think most people make is they go, million bucks, great, I'm going to spend it. Mm. And then you have regret two, three, four, six mm. months later of like, oh, man, I blew that cash, right? Mm. I really didn't need that new mm. Tesla Model S, for example. Mm. Um, so, so taking your time, you know, we've all got that fantasy, right? Of what would you do if we win a million bucks? Mm. You kind of think you know. And the money turns up. And what a lot of people, and back to the first question, a lot of people, they waste the money or lose the money because lots of little expenses pop up. Yeah, mm. I can blow $10,000 on some jewelry. I can blow another $100,000 on a car. And of course, cars are depreciating assets, right? So mm. you spend $100,000 now, it's worth fifty grand in a couple of years' time. Mm. That's an expensive loss. That's, yeah. that's literally money just mm. blown up. Um, people spend money out of the feeling they've got enough. So, hey, what mm. does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right? I'll buy a new house. I'll upgrade mm. the house. I'll give some to the kids. Mm. Also, they find themselves a couple of years later with nothing because mm. they've taken those little tiny decisions that all felt like they had plenty of cash at the time and got rid of it. So the first, very first thing I do is nothing, and probably for about six or 12 months. Literally, let it sit there. Unless you're in a particularly important situation, I agree with you, I would pay off the credit card, for example. Mm. I'd probably pay off the, the car loan. But after that, just, just sit really tight and wait. Pretend it's not there. Get used to having it mm-hmm. before you start spending it, because that changes the way you think about how you spend the money and what you do with it. So the first thing is nothing. Second thing I do is I would go and see a financial planner and mm-hmm. a fee-for-service financial planner, not one who's going to charge you a percentage of your assets. If you walk in to see a financial planner who's going to charge you a percentage of your assets every year, you're walking with a seven-figure balance, mm-hmm. I'll bet you their smile's bigger than your smile, right? Because they're going to see this money they're going to get every single year from now forever, mm. all this wonderful money they're getting through the, through, through the percentage of your assets. Go to a fee-for-service financial planner who's going to charge you by the hour to give you a really, really solid financial plan to understand what you've got, what your debts are, what your opportunities are, what your future obligations are, whether that's kids at school, whether that's retirement, whether that's new cars, all those things they will do for you. And financial planning can be a horrible waste of money if they're going to just skim money off your account year after year after year. But if they're going to give you some really solid structural advice, including things like wills and insurances, those are the really, really important conversations to have. So that's the second thing I do is go and do that. The third thing is I would then split it up between future spending and today's spending. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the money you want to spend in five and 10 years' time, you've got to make sure the cash is still there. Mm-hmm. And so again, it changes how much you think you have. Uh, this is, sounds horrible to say, right? But once upon a time, you'd say, well, a million dollars will buy me anything in the world. Mm. Now a million bucks will only just buy you the average house in Sydney. So you want to be careful you don't blow it up all up front. You want to make sure there's some there in three, five, and 10 years' time. And that comes down to how well you, yes, invest it, but also how you think about how that money goes out the door. And are you spending the capital or are you spending the proceeds from that capital? And that's a very, very different story. You can spend 10 bucks now or you can spend a dollar a year for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very different story. And that's where it's an important distinction and important to understand exactly what you're trying to do. Cool. Work for you? I like the idea of not doing anything. Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Now, we've done Don't Lose It, or not, What Not To Do. We've done What To Do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about growing the million bucks. Let's talk about being a little bit greedy and maybe a little bit smart. Mm-hmm. What if you want to make it $10 million or $50 million? Can you can you possibly take a million bucks and make it an eight-figure number or or maybe a nine-figure number? You can probably you can probably end up with $20 million maybe at the end of your life if you do something a little bit smart with that cash, mm-hmm. depending on your age now. Mm-hmm. Now, the money's not just made to be built. It's made to be spent, as my old man would say. Money's round, made round to go round. Mm-hmm. But there's no harm in making it a little bit bigger than a million bucks, right? You can give some money to some good causes, leave some money for the family, make some people's lives quite a bit better than they are now, and of course, enjoy it along the way. 
what are a couple of steps for turning that million bucks into, say, 10 million bucks? Back in our, in our purview of investing specifically, how should you think about investing a million bucks and making it something bigger? Mm-hmm. So, so I'll give you an example. Let's say you can grow your money at 10%, mm-hmm. and then you double your money in about seven years. Okay, so I have to, have to break that down. How can you just assume that's the case? How do you know that? Okay, so the markets on average mm-hmm. have delivered over the long term about 10%, 9% to 10%. And how did you know it would be seven years? What's the magic oh, well, the, the, the magic of 72. So you ah, take the, the 72, rule 72, the rule of 72. Take 72 divided by the interest rate or the return rate you're looking at. Yes. And then that gives you the number of years it takes to double your money. It this actually is, works. This is really cool, right? So it's if really you get 6%, 72 divided by 6 is 12. Yeah. So it takes you 12 years. Yeah. If you get 9%, 72 divided by 9, it takes you 9 years. Nope. If you get 15%, yeah. you only take 5 years. Good luck with that, by the way. Hmm. But if you only get 2%, it's going to take you thirty years. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, it tells you the value of uh, you know how fast your money is compounding. Man, that's yeah. well, that's compounding right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so I think you know keeping that. You know, if you if you try it modestly, let's say you know, get nine percent, mm-hmm. you get you know doubling eight years. If you get ten percent, you're doubling every seven years. Um, so what what I think now I try to do is I invest basically in shares. I think share market shares only. Um, well, in, in my case, I'm giving a very my specific answer. Okay. And we can only give general advice, yeah, of course. And, and, you know, and, and in my specific case, I think I would invest in shares. And maybe I, I might, you know, if I feel like, you know, if I can afford a property that is overlooking the beach or something, I might. Uh, <laughs> you I, might splurge? I, I, I might splurge. I mean, no, I might, you know, think about that. Okay. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I, would, I would actually invest in shares and invest in basically in, in growth stocks. Mm-hmm. And if I can invest in growth stocks, I would think that I could do slightly better than that. Uh, you know, if I can get 10, then I can double in seven mm, okay. you know in, in some number of years you know you know in seven years it becomes two and then in 14 it becomes you know four and then right. in 21 it becomes eight so that's the thing you're not just adding a million dollars every seven years yeah. the money is compounding and yeah, doubling on the exactly. on the new base right so it's one to two yeah two to four four, four to eight eight yeah. to 16 and 16 so on, right? and 16 so, to 32 so i mean it's very very possible a lot of years uh, but still you're yeah. a young man yeah i mean you know by the time I'm dead, well, you almost. By the time I'm almost dead, you know, I have that, I have that fun. Except but if you buy your beach house, that could hurt. Exactly. So I, I think it's possible. I would invest. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, I might actually spend some money on you know going on a holiday. The other thing, actually, would you buy me a Tesla? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, if you give me a raise, I might buy you a Tesla. <laughs> we, can, we can come to an arrangement off air, yeah, mate. Let's off, just, off air arrangement. Yeah, yeah so we'll have this edited out later. This is the other thing I would actually not. I would you know continue working. Yeah. Because you know, if you continue working, you your living expenses are all covered. You right, put this right, money right. on the side, right? And it's great for you to work. You know, you don't get Alzheimer's. You know, you don't. You know, mm-hmm. you keep your mind active. You We're lucky, of course, we have jobs we love. So it's, easy, it's, it's easy to say that. I can imagine yeah, people listening going, sure, "You sure, know what? Sure. My boss is an absolute bastard. There is no chance in hell I'm going to keep working after this." Well, for those people, I would say find something interesting to do. Maybe contribute something. You know, do some social service. Contribute some to some cause. Something to keep you active and busy. Otherwise, all the time, as you said, you think about spending the money, right? If, <laughs> if, if, if you do something... The TV shopping network at three in the morning is, well, exactly. is even more dangerous when you've well, got a million bucks, exactly. right? Exactly. TV show. And, and online, on the ads that chase you, right? You know, buy this and buy that and go on this holiday. You know, I would have 84,000 Kogan appliances, the amount, of, the amount of Kogan ads I see. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, go on cruises. I mean, do all those things that you need to do. But, but you know, you don't, you don't have to be a shopaholic, as they say. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm okay with people shopaholic as long as it's on Amazon. There we go. 
again. Um, you know, um, you're speaking my language now. We yeah, both understand. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I would I would you know control. I'll try to control my spending. Is is, is one of the things <laughs> yeah. I think you know yeah, I would do. Yeah, that's, there's, that's a, what I there's would a wonderful do. book called The Millionaire Next Door. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really worth it if you listen as, as you're listening to this. If it helps, kind of put your uh, mindset, your financial mindset in place. It's a really, really positive one because it talks about um, the the author's going to interview some people who are millionaires and they assess kind of the um, the behaviours of those people and it tends to be most of them still and this is a US example so most of them still shop with coupons so those discount uh, vouchers they get in the mail in the states um, most of them still drive old cars uh, most of them still turn off the lights if when, when someone leaves a room those habits of, of thrift and and uh, spending carefully don't really leave them and, and kind of mm. something that's how you become rich it's also how you stay rich right mm. you don't let your lifestyle you, you can almost you know, the, there's an old um, there's an old saying which I love which is happiness is reality divided by expectations mm. right the lower your expectations the, the better your happiness is because your reality reality will exceed mm. it most of the time if you have very high expectations very very hard for reality to live up to that and you feel unhappy mm. if you take that to kind of lifestyle over over income for example same kind of idea you know your lifestyle if your lifestyle changes your income grows and you've got even more wealth mm. if your lifestyle grows faster than your income then that's a one-way ticket to the poor house and that's exactly as we started with what most people are doing I would I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple of ideas at you doc in terms of what I do to grow the million bucks I think mm-hmm. the first thing is you want to think about what you want to spend and what you want to grow if if you can at all afford it, and you have a plug for extreme opportunities, I'm going to give a plug for everlasting income. We we run a service, The Motley Fool, which actually has invested a million dollars of The Motley Fool's own money, as it turns out. Uh, and this wasn't engineered for that purpose, by the way. I only just thought of it. The idea with that service is we actually only spend the dividends. We only spend the income. And that way, we're actually keeping the, the capital in place to keep generating cash over time. And that's kind of the, the definition of a productive asset, right? So if you think about the million bucks, as you say, Doc, if you can keep working and not need to spend any of the million bucks for living expenses, then it's free to compound. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about how that, that's how you grow it, right? As investing, even, even conservatively, you can, you can get a very nice 6 7 8% return average and still do exceptionally well over the long term. And maybe you don't get to $10 million in a lifetime, but you get bloody close. Um, if you're not spending any of that cash, or conversely, if again, depending on these circumstances, try and only live out of the income, not the capital. If you consider those as two separate pieces, you've got a capital base of a million bucks and you've got an income stream that that capital provides. If you can earn 10% a year, that's 100 grand a year, right? If you need all of it, then I guess spend all of it, at least you've got the million dollars left over. Or if you can think about splitting it up, give yourself up, you know, you don't want to be a millionaire and be miserable because you can't afford some nice things in life. So maybe you say, well, look, I'll take three quarters of what I earn, I'll reinvest, and a quarter that I'll go and spend, that's 25 grand a year in the back pocket. That buys a couple of nice holidays. It probably buys you a decent car over a couple of years. Um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with that cash as well, as you said, mate, of keep working either in your current job or find something else you like doing. Start a new career, go and follow a passion or a hobby. Um, there's plenty you can do as long as you keep that capital base pretty well intact. You can achieve almost anything you want. If that never goes away, it is literally the goose that lays the golden egg, right? Mm-hmm. Eat the eggs, don't kill the goose. Love that one. How'd it go? Awesome. Now, fools. Your job is to start listening to the Triple M Network in your capital city. Jump online or jump on the radio. Find Triple M's Million Dollar Giveaway. It is going to be lots of fun. Plus, you'll hear some pretty good uh, uh, presenters and some wonderful music. You won't go wrong with Triple M's Million Dollar Competition. And of course, as part of the Triple M family, we hope our listeners will be the ones who win. We look forward to an email or a tweet from our winning listener who says, Guess what? I listen to the Motley Fool podcast. You put me on a Triple M and I'm now a million bucks richer. And we'll say congratulations, and we'd like a small commission, please, or at least you know, some sort of gratuity. A small cut. By, by Dr. Tesla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the special bonus episode. We hope we've maybe started a few dreams, maybe had a, a couple of conversations about what you would do if you won a million dollars, and also given you a way that you might possibly, just maybe, 
be able to win that seven-figure sum for yourself. That's it for this week's Motley Fool Money. As always, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, on email. You know the usual channels, info at fool.com.au or at the Motley Fool AU. In the meantime, and until you win a million bucks, fool on. Fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.